450,000, which is enough, once again, for each and every athlete to have had sex 84 times. God, that's always so freaky. Mm, it brings little shivers to my brain. <laughs> so, should we start this with like the most recent games, or should we start back at the very beginning of uh, the controversies of the Olympics? <laughs> Let's start at the very beginning. So, while the modern games are definitely a different ongoing disaster, um, mm-hmm. they've kind of had, they've had a track record, for sure, of controversies, um, extending all the way back to at least the 1908 Summer Olympics. <laughs> okay. When, um, I, when you said the beginning, I was thinking, oh, the beginning as in when we were born? No, we're talking about not even when our parents were born, bruh. <laughs> My grandparents weren't born yet. I'm just, like, looking at these, and it's weird because, like, the things that were, like, controversial during the games are, like, very big, but at the same time, like, in a retrospect, they aren't. I don't know. Like, our current issues with games, right? We have, like, controversies right. involving, like, singular athletes. Uh, meanwhile, you have, like, the 1916 Summer Olympics, which uh, weren't held because of World War One. Like, that's kind of... Right. Those are, those are kind of big things. Although, notably, the only controversy of the 1924 Summer Olympics seems to have been that uh, France didn't invite Germany to the games, which I think is really funny. Well, I mean, shoot, I don't blame you. Do we still, wait, wait, so, okay, so France didn't invite them in 1924, right? And then the Summer Olympics were held in Berlin, Germany in 1936? I know, that's the, so. And Hitler was there? Yeah. (laughs) So, what? Also, I think it's weird that during this time, there's, like, not that many differences going on with, like, the Olympics themselves, but, like, there's really noticeable differences in, like, where things are going on. So, like, I don't know, like, the German Empire collapses, and they're still like, yeah, let's go have our sport game. (laughs) That's kind of important. But, uh, fast-forwarding to, I don't know, you have a lot of, uh options i think though most people attribute the 2004 olympic games to kind of being like the reinvention of the olympics in the modern day so i think that'll be our baseline oh oh Um, in in greece yeah which notably some people blame those games for putting the pieces together that caused the economic instability and current sort of desolate economy that's in greece so that's kind of an interesting note right that's um, something to unpack. Well, actually, that's not totally fair. Some people also credit Sydney, so it's kind of stuck between the two. But basically, like, the early 2000s <laughs> are the renaissance for the Olympic Games. So, that's kind of, like, an important thing to know. Um, in 2000, they were hosted in Sydney, Australia in 2004, Athens, Greece. And the rest of them, I'm sure most of our audience knows. Uh, 2008 was Beijing. 2012 was London. You. And 2016 was Rio de Janeiro. Uh, and then, no, I remember. Oh, Rio was so cool. I remember the controversies of Rio, but we'll get into that. Uh, 2020 slash 
2021 is the Tokyo Olympics. Um, and then the article is also split up into the Winter Olympics because those are also a thing that evidently have controversies, which they're just playing around in snow and somehow they're still able to screw that up. Yeah. Um, and they even have an article about controversies for the 2022 Winter Olympics that haven't even happened yet. So Already? Yeah. Um, Can we just not do anything right? Like, like, as a world, can we just, I don't know, not? <laughs> so, the current main controversy... Okay, okay, yeah, that is kind of a lot of controversy. <laughs> they haven't even posted <laughs> these yet, and there's a full article. Um, so, it's supposed to be held in Beijing. Um, people are angry about the cost and the overall climate for the games, which is... I mean, that's fair. Um, and then people accused the promotional song of being a ripoff of Let It Go from the 2013 Disney hit film Frozen. Imagine. (laughs) That's great. Imagine that being your strongest controversy was the fact that you ripped off Let It Go from Frozen. Oh no, it gets worse. These are like the easy things to dismiss. (laughs) So then it gets on to the impact on a national nature reserve there, which, I mean, the Olympics are terrible for the environment as a whole, but like especially for Mm. where they're held. We know this. Which we'll get into this. Yeah. Um, Mm. Censorship, which, I mean, that seems like a very hypocritical thing for the American writing this article to say, but, you know. um, Yeah. I mean, I'm a China of boogeyman when it comes to censorship, even though, like, the US censors a lot of the stuff that we make anyway. (laughs) That is very true. But when you go from, especially if you're a hardcore American and you're like, we're the land of the free, blah, blah, blah. You look at China and they don't have like Facebook, all that other stuff. They are going to run with it. Like as far as they can. That's why China, when TikTok came out and Trump was trying to ban China, uh, TikTok because it was a Chinese, uh, what was it? What, why was it? Because of the, and trying to ban the Chinese application for stealing yeah, my American like, citizens' data. Exactly. Because that's and, the job of big tech. Exa- yeah, and it was just like, <laughs> when you compare, it just, I just, it literally makes no sense. Especially when you look at, I don't know, every other country that has censorship on everything that goes against no, them. No, there, there's like no country that doesn't censor speech from people. Like, America does that, even though we have a First Amendment which, like, I don't know, people act like you can say anything in the U.S., but, like, that's definitely not the case. Journalists get censored all the time. Um, yeah. Look at the Patriot Act and how that's used against journalists and whistleblowers all the time. Because if someone wants to talk about the violations of the U.S. government, you just get to scream that they're violating national security and then throw them in Guantanamo Bay, which shouldn't even exist. <laughs> Anyways, okay. back to this article about the Olympics. Um, moving down from censorship is um, basically human rights issues, which that's a major thing. Mm. I mean, China has a really large issue of human rights violations currently, which, I, again, glass houses. But um, I do think it's interesting that in April of this year, the mm-hmm. Biden administration was asked for comment regarding a potential boycott for the uh, Beijing Winter Olympics, right? Right. And they said that they were not discussing any joint boycott with allies or partners, which means that it's not even on the table. So I think that's kind of interesting. It's weird. Um, 
I do get that people would use that as sort of the fuel for like the alt right and how they say like Beijing Biden and all that, but like I I, I don't know. Mm. I mean, it kind of just it's weird because like you know that even if the U.S. were to boycott, like that would just cause repercussions, and like right. in the end, what does that achieve? But uh, yeah, I'm sorry, so that, when you, that's, when you hmm? said Beijing Bidens, I had like flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I, had, I had flashbacks to the last episode. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> where am I? Uh, yeah, no, seriously, it's just like I'm. I'm still thinking about that. That's weird. Anyways, uh, we should probably get to, I guess, the sort of main controversies of the Olympics now, which there was just a new one now, and it's the uh, the anti sex beds. <laughs> Oh yeah. That uh, would you like would you like I, to explain that to the audience? <laughs> I could. I would love to. So, um I was on TikTok as most of us are. Um and I spend a lot of my time on TikTok now. <laughs> um and I was on I passed the Olympic channel and in all the comments, everybody was talking about these cardboard beds. And I was like, what are these people talking about with these cardboard beds? So, I then zoom over to Twitter. And all over Twitter, they got these articles and all this other stuff. Apparently, the Olympic Committee, the the National Olympic Committee, whatever, uh, they they came together in Beijing and decided to make cardboard. Once again, people, I'm going to say it again. Cardboard. Like, when your Amazon package comes and it's cardboard, yeah, I'm talking cardboard. They're making cardboard anti-sex beds to reduce the spread of COVID-19. And so players although, don't fuck even, even though that's kind of what people have been running with, officially the answer is that it's made so that way they can easily assemble the beds and then throw them away. Which, even if that is the case, that still makes it a problem because it just highlights the disposability of the Olympics and how nothing they actually make is actually going to benefit people long term. Yeah. Um, but either way, <laughs> cardboard beds. Yeah, and apparently wow. they're like adjustable. They give them mattress toppers like they're in college. Um, and yeah, the it, it's. And if you go if you go on TikTok or even Twitter anywhere and you see an Olympian talking about the beds, like the entire comments will be flooded about these beds and they'll be liking the comments that talk about the cardboard beds and they'll even show you the cardboard beds. Like it's it's straight up like a cardboard bed. Like there's no what's a bed made of? Like metal, wood, nothing. It's it's cardboard. <laughs> and they're just sleeping on it with some sheets and a mattress stopper. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, at least it's like, I mean, they're going to throw the beds away anyways, right? But Yeah, because that's at least, totally helping the economy, the, not economy, the um, <laughs> environment. I was like, economy, environment. Instead, the Olympics get to benefit the environment while also simultaneously destroying it, and they get to cripple a nation's economy. It's a win-win. Whoop, whoop. So, the Olympics as a whole, right? Mm. Thoughts on the Olympics as a whole. <laughs> oh, my thoughts? Ooh. Um, like, I'm gonna be... Aside, I'm from, be... aside from, like, the issues of games, right? Aside from, like, right. all like, the issues okay, that we're okay, delving so, into. So, talking about, like, the joys of the Olympics? Like kind of the... like the overall 
idea of like bringing the nations of the world together to like unite for like some fun games okay first (laughs) let me stop you there i'm sorry when have we ever united over the fact that we're all there no this is the one and only time my nationalism comes out i see (laughs) simone biles doing the simone biles move best believe i'm looking at everybody else and saying y'all are competing for second place No, I am not there for the betterment of everybody else. I don't care if Spain thinks that they're going to get first place. No, because you know what? We are America. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That just felt so sickening coming out of my mouth. (laughs) I know. We're going to end up on Fox News at this rate. We're going to be the commentators. (laughs) No, but like for real, though. Um... I mean, I understand the idea of the Olympic Games as the 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 idea that we're all supposed to come together and, you know, be one and have friendly little games for stuff. And I'm like, the idea of it being friendly also is like lost to me because we're like competing for gold and silver and bronze. Like I can go sell these things. For well, the I mean, money. This, is, this is supposed to be more like a friendly sort of competition. It's not like, you know, like a war being waged via sport. <laughs> it is a war being waged. I'm pretty sure that there were wars being waged. They have rivals. They have, they, they like, we didn't fight during the, we didn't fight to compete during the wars. <laughs> or, like, we, we just, I, I feel like they want it to be friendly so bad, but nobody's taking it friendly. Like, even the most, soft-spoken person is not gonna take it friendly there's nothing friendly about it once once that little you know torch thingy lights up it's on like you know oh my god wait can we talk about the torch relay <laughs> wait wait have, have they announced what the torch looks like um no but i would like to know right that the torch right. it's supposed to be lit and be like this great thing where it's like it's a shining beacon that thing gets put out so often and they just relight it constantly and I can't remember which games it were. It might have been the, um, oh, I think it might have been the Athens games, right? Mm-hmm. They had the yeah, torch. 2004? Yep, they had it ready during the ceremony, and it blew out. And there's this clip of the, uh, like, torchbearer who's, like, holding it. And I have never seen fear like I have on her face because <laughs> she's being televised to millions of people. And that torch is out. I don't understand the running with it. That that confuses me. Like they're just running towards the thing. Like that just I don't get it. I'm more impressed when it does stay lit. <laughs> that is true. When they're running with it and they're and, and they're just holding it. No, I'm I'm more impressed with the fact they don't trip. Because if I'm running with that thing and both my arms are like in the air holding this torch thingy, so my balance ain't gonna be right. No, I think we're having, like, a tiny bit of an issue with our recording thing. But it's, like, it's fine. We're completely normal. Anyways. um, Yeah. (laughs) So, the Olympic Games, Torch Relay, uh, people protested it uh, often, actually. People tried putting it out, which I think was really fun. Uh, And people protest games as a whole. And I feel like people don't really give, I don't know, like, credit to those protesting games. Because they act like they're just, like, I don't know, opposed to having fun, right? Right. But in actuality, there are fairly good reasons to not want to participate in the Olympic Games, right? Uh, Firstly, 
Um, like we'll we'll go back to the games in Rio, right? The twenty sixteen yeah. Olympics. Um, and the way that the government put up walls around the freeways so that way people wouldn't see the homeless camps and the slums that were being ignored during the games. That was kind of a bad oh. moment for them. Dang. That's... Yeah. Which, actually, oh. while we're here, I'll pull up the concerns and controversies of the 2016 Summer Olympics. Because it's an article, it's a very large article, uh, ranging from Zika virus to political instability and economic crisis to crime, mm-hmm. um, decaying infrastructure, uh, a plane crash and a whole lot of other things. There's, I'm sorry. There's a lot going on. What was that? I I was curious uh, about, because you know at the Olympic Games, they're just a bunch of adults around other adults. And I was like, I wonder how many STDs are at the Olympic Games. This is the worst thing that's probably been said about the Olympics ever. <clears throat> Olympic organizers say that they'll hand out 150,000 free condoms, but want athletes to stay six feet away from one another. And the internet is having a field day over the contradiction. And that is for the 2021 Beijing Olympics. 150,000. Is that to like athletes? Yes! Just athletes! Just them! How many athletes are there total? (laughs) I I don't know, but apparently enough for 150,000 condoms worth. Um... Insane. Yeah, um... And, uh, apparently, um... Zika was a very big thing, um... In 2016. And... Yeah, uh, there were all sorts of STDs uh, at in twenty sixteen in Rio because there there was a lot of um. Oh, I don't. Ooh, can I read this? I can read this. Okay, you, you ready? Are you ready for this? <clears throat> I'm, a bit, I'm I'm afraid, but sure. Quote. Begin. <laughs> begin. Quote. Everyone knows that the real goal of the Olympics is to give athletes and their cohorts a safe space for orgies. The Olympics is a fuck fest, basically. And if it, and if they just called it Rio Fuck Fest 2016, Brazil could save itself from wasting money on stadiums, pools, and light rail. <laughs> End quote. Oh, okay. Um, but apparently, um, in Rio, they gave out four hundred and fifty thousand condoms, which was enough for every single athlete to have sex eighty-four times. Huh. Four hundred and fifty thousand, which is enough once again for each. And every athlete to have had sex 84 times. So I'm curious what happens to the rest. Because um, like, no doubt the athletes didn't use all those. I, I hope. I really hope. But I mean, using the, using the 84 times, 
you could have sex four times a day for three weeks. And that's not, and that, that doesn't include, uh, like, playing with them, like, breaking them, anything. Like, literally, just, oh my goodness. Okay, so, with that, <laughs> moving, moving on as fast as possible as I'm running away. I am, I'm a track star at this point. Imagine, um, imagine. I really don't want to. <laughs> Imagine Michael Phelps just having like eighty-four condoms and just. I'm censoring this entire section in post. I <laughs> no one is hearing this. It will be one long bleep. We interrupt this program. <laughs> Anyways, so moving on from that. <laughs> so what is like? What's going on with? these Olympic Games? Because, like, there's a lot going on with, um, like, disqualifications and, like, all sorts of stuff. Like, what do you know about that? Hmm. Well, <laughs> on, on, the, <laughs> on the black people side, <laughs> if you have been living under a rock or have no social media or talk to nobody ever, you would not know that, um, Shikari Richardson got suspended from the Olympics, just this Olympics, not the next Olympics, um, from the 2021 Olympics because she took the regulated drug test. She was found to have marijuana in her system, also known as weed, you know, the devil's lettuce, cannabis, whatever you want to call it. Um, It was in her system. And the world was in uproar because she was breaking records left and right. She was going to break some more records. She was going to be competing in the four by something. Uh, like she was, she was about to be making some, some moves. And during the time that she was smoking weed, her mother had just died. Um, and she was also doing it in a state where it was legal, but, to my knowledge, I don't think weed is legal in Beijing, China. I may be wrong, but um, I'm a good 93% sure. And so they suspended her um, because you're not supposed to have any substances that uh, enhance your running capabilities. Uh, I, for one, have never smoked weed. I feel like yeah. smoking weed would not enhance your abilities. Yeah, to we, run, and that but was I think one of the issues. And, and that was one of the issues that people were saying. They were like, "Weed is great for a lot of things, but making you run faster is not one of them." <laughs> and uh, who said? I think it was Gabrielle Union who said that. Um, and so, of course, everybody was in uproar. Black Twitter was going nuts. Well, black everything was going nuts. Because they were like, you know, let the girl run everything. And then also people were comparing it to Michael Phelps, who um, was found taking a picture. uh, What should we call it? Uh, Found taking a picture with uh, a marijuana, like a pipe that you would use to smoke marijuana. Uh, And it was in 2009. And... 
he and Phelps had even released a little statement saying he was engaged in behavior, which was regrettable and demonstrated bad judgment. And then the USA Swimming uh, suspended Phelps for three months. Um, but the thing was, was that Phelps's suspension came less than a year after the 2008 Olympics in Beijing. And at that time, he had won, you know, eight gold medals. And so while he was suspended for three months, the suspension had no impact, you know, on the Olympics because the next Olympics wasn't until 2012. Like, there was no... It was after the 2008 Olympics, and the next one was going to be in 2012. Like, the only thing that he couldn't compete in were, like, competitions that were happening between then. And so people were trying to compare it, which I compl which completely makes sense. Like, I, I get why you were trying to compare it, but you also have to think about timing. Um, like, Phelps was still able to compete because he only had that three months in the middle of nothing. <laughs> She's trying to compete live. She was trying to do it a month before the Olympics. And she was already in and they and she was they were within the rights to suspend her during that time, which is very frustrating um, because as a as a black woman, you want to, you know, see your people succeed. You want to see about their running and stunting on all those people. But it was it was definitely very frustrating. Um, it was also very interesting to see that uh, a vape company did <laughs> ask her to be their sponsors, which I found very interesting. Um, did she? Did she, I don't know if she took it, but uh, I I know they had uh, they had asked her, and it was it was very interesting. Um, oh nope, never mind. I I was wrong. Having missed out on the Olympics, Shakari Richardson now has a two hundred fifty thousand vape sponsorship opportunity. <laughs> so. I mean, but but still, that's <laughs> awful. Like I don't think money. that was <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it was it was very sad to hear that. Um, and then also turning around with the Olympics, and right after that, like literally like days after that, the Olympics said that people with uh, natural hair, specifically if you are from you know, countries like in Africa or even the U.S., like any black country, country where you are black, African or, you know, Caribbean, like anything that would give you natural curly hair. They said that they would no longer allow Afro swim caps because uh, what was it? They uh, real athletes don't require them. Which was something in and of itself. Like, was that a statement from the actual Olympic Committee? The Olympics. I misspelled cap. Because I know oh, that yeah. there's like the National Olympic or the International Olympic Committee, and then there's like each nation that's hosting it has theirs. Like currently, it's the Japanese Olympic Committee. I'm curious which one actually published that. The Olympic ban. Sorry, folks. Uh, I mean, even European. Um, oh, no. 
Would you like yeah. to know while I'm going they, through some of these? They said it. Huh? Um, wait, the International Olympic Committee or the Japanese Olympic Committee? International. See, in my mind, that's even worse. <laughs> like, that is... Like, that's it's sick. Oh my goodness, stop. Although, I would like to make a note here that while going through this, um, I did not know that Japan still has an emperor. Really? They do? Yeah. Which, I don't know if it's like... No, there's heirs and predecessors, so this is like an actual... Huh. Did not know that. I honestly thought that they had... Like hmm. abolish that, like much the uh, rest of the world. That's actually really interesting, huh? No, it says Weird. International Swimming Federation rejects the use of swim caps, saying it does not fit natural form of head. And then they said that sole cap designed for swimmers with natural black hair, banned from Tokyo Olympics. Like it's made by a black person for people who have diverse black like hairstyle they banned it from being used at the olympics and says it doesn't fit the natural uh fit of the head mm. so yeah i'm like reading through this there's a lot going wrong with the 2020 slash 2021 olympic games in tokyo yeah, just a bit. <laughs> um, um, like, there's a lot of accusations of bribery and corruption, which, like, again, shocker with the Olympics that there's corruption. Yeah. But yes. uh, it's gotten to the point that even, like, last month, so June 7th of 2021, uh, Mor- I'm not quite sure how to say his name, uh, Moria Kyosushi, uh, who was the accounting manager of the Japanese Olympic Committee, killed himself. Uh, so that... <sighs> That's great when your own economic, or not economic, your accountants and your accounting managers are dropping. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Huh. That's interesting. Also, uh, the games had to change their logo, which I didn't know about. They changed their logo? So, the current logo they have, which I'm sure you've seen as well as, like, the rest of the world, is that sort of spiraling right. design of, like, the checkers. But originally, yeah. when it was unveiled in July of 2015, it was, like, a stylized T that had a red sun, and, like, it was, like, a full design, right? Right. But the Olympic Committee was actually accused by a Belgian graphic designer of plagiarizing a logo that he had made... Um, and they ended up changing it, actually. And they awarded a million yen to the person who redesigned the logo, as well as tickets to the games. So, that's a million yen? How much is a million yen? Oh, that, that's not a lot in U.S. dollars. Yeah, how much is that in U.S. dollars? $9,099.75. Okay, so you're basically getting $10,000 for... Well, yeah, you're getting $10,000. You're getting $10,000 for, like, a logo that no doubt is making millions of dollars. Millions. Like, that right. compensation rate is nothing. You would and just you some, would definitely want a percent of profits. Yeah, and just some tips. Some, some uh, not tip tickets <laughs> to the Olympic. No, I want I want my, my cut, my 10% cut off of everything. 
Because that must be, what, they're making billions? How much does the Olympics make? Uh, probably not enough to warrant it. <laughs> like, there's no way. Um, no way they make a genuine profit with how much is taken and, like, put towards things. I'm sure they break mm. even, but... Mm. How much does it cost to do the Olympic? Oh. Oh. All right, that's that's a lot. Yeah, so the estimated cost for the Tokyo Olympics is $15.4 billion. $4 billion. yeah. I was, <laughs> I was... Uh, which notably, $2.8 billion is just the cost of the delay from COVID. So that was just them pushing it off a year. That's how much that cost them. That is insane. Insane. That is absolutely insane. I... What? Where do we have this well, that, money? That's actually pretty. That that's fitting. If you say cheap, like a lot of you say cheap no, I'm no, no, I'm saying that's like average, right? Oh. <laughs> um. Although notably, the Rio de Janeiro Games in 2016 experienced the biggest net loss of two billion dollars. So hosting oh. the games cost them two billion dollars. <laughs> that's wow. That's insane. That's an unimaginable amount of money. I couldn't even imagine holding that amount. Like, just, just walking in a room with that amount of money. Although, at the same time, if you're having to construct, like, the Olympic Village, you're having to make all these different new stadiums and, like, accounting for transportation and infrastructure and, like, on and on and on and on and on. Like, I can see where the cost would run up, especially if you also have your accountant stealing money. Like, yeah, it's probably going to get a bit pricey. Well, yeah, I mean, if I was an accountant, I'd be like, let me take a couple mil right quick, because it's not like they'd notice it from the billions. No, like, genuinely, once you get to that amount of money, I would not be shocked if people just start, like, slipping off a couple thousand dollars at a time. Like, oh, yeah, we need to do this, because... I mean, it's the same stuff that happens in the U.S. military with their budgets. Like, ugh, that's that's ugh, the military. Like, just really quickly on that tangent, um, <laughs> with the military's budget, the way that they do it is each department gets a set amount of money, right? And if you spend right. all of that money in the year, then they give you more money next year. But if you don't, Ooh. then you actually get less money. So you're basically encouraged at the end, once you've paid for all the things that you need, like quote-unquote need, like, you know, tanks or, I don't know, bombs for Whatever. villages, yeah. then you <laughs> put that extra money into just something to get, because then that means you get more money next year. So, like, there are reports of <laughs> departments buying, like, dozens and dozens of flat-screen TVs, just, like, put in a room, because then that's like, see, we spent our money, like, give us more. Right. Um... But when you're doing it with the Olympics, that's, you, don't that's, really that's have, you don't have, like, money to spend like that because, ultimately, who's paying for it? Like, right. the taxpayers, I guess? But, like... Where does, where does the money for know. the Olympics come from? Do we pay that? Like, if we know the Olympics are coming in, in like, America or something, we they give us extra taxes? Like, is that how that works? I mean, or they just go into debt. But, like, how much does the International Olympic Committee put towards it? Like, who pays their wages, right? Like, how do they make profits in, like, the four years between games? 
See, we are asking the real questions because now I'm very concerned. Like, where does this money come from? Because my, I know that my parents don't make enough to hold an international Olympic game. So, where does this money come from? Who is paying this, this, these dollars? Yeah, I'm reading this article right now, and I think it's really interesting that the facilities that were created for the 2004 Olympic Games in Athens are right. all practically abandoned, right? And it's insane that the Olympics there, we don't actually know how much money they spent on the games. Like at um, all? Because it, it's really hard to know because they claim, um, like the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, also known as the uh, IOC, claims that they actually made $985 million from the games in Athens. Um, uh, which, okay. again, making about a billion dollars in the games. I wonder, right, from that statement, right, is the IOC saying that they themselves made that? Like, is that their cut? Which, I can imagine that because if they made, you know, like, $14 billion from the games and they took their share, then, like, they get one fourteenth or whatever, right? Right. But I don't know. It's it's really hard to say. And it's really sad to me that the games in Greece, like, they they really kick the country over because now the nation has a debt of, uh, <laughs> you know, a couple hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Although some... Some put the uh, cost of the games in Athens at 7 billion euro, which is crazy to me. But that's that's like lowballing it. So it might have been a lot more than that. And we just don't have the records. And I feel like, especially if you were to be living in Greece as a Greek citizen, right? Oh, dang. I feel like you would want to know how much money you had to put towards those games and whether or not there was a return on that investment, right? Really? Like, it feels like there just isn't a lot of uh, transparency with the IOC and, like, the Olympic Games as a whole, which, like, I'm sure that's how the corruption is able to, like, work its way around because you have all this international bureaucracy and, like, no one's really mm-hmm. checking the numbers, right? Because if you can right. just have a cost run-up of $2 billion and it's not a big deal, then, like, <laughs> there's no incentive. Yeah, there's... I do <sighs> The the Olympic, I feel like the Olympics is always going to be something that we watch and we're like so into, but we never really know what's happening. Like we never know what's happening besides what we see on TV. Like they go back to the little little villages and you know have their sex eighty four times, and then we're just waiting until the next day and finding out something new. I would like, though, to challenge the Olympics because there are better Olympics than the Olympics, if that makes sense. Uh, there are better, there's better organizations that achieve what the Olympics, like, claims to aim for while also not, you know, crippling the nations that host it, right? Right. Um, and my example for that would be <laughs> the, Arctic, uh, the Arctic Winter Games, right? Which first started right. in 1970. Mm-hmm. And are kind of this, it's like this fun little exclusive club that only 
states and nations north of the Arctic Circle are allowed to host mm. and like be involved in, which I think is really funny. So that means you get um, Alaska is the only American state that gets to compete. Right. Uh, Greenland, Northern Alberta, which is in Canada, the Northwest Territories, which are in Canada, uh, Nunavik, uh-huh. Quebec, which is Canada, and Nunavut, which is Canada. <laughs> um, <laughs> As well as the Sami people and Sápmi of Norway, Sweden, Finland, and the Kola Peninsula in Russia. Um, and then an autonomous okrug in Russia, which I have no clue how to pronounce because it's Russian. But my best guess would be uh, Yamalo Nenets. That's my guess. No, you're not, saying it, you're not saying it mean enough. You got to say it like... No, the... I don't. And then, and then you have the Yukon in Canada. So those are the participants. Um, and like, I, I gotta be transparent here while criticizing the Olympics about transparency. Um, mm. I was involved in the 2014 Arctic Winter Games in Fairbanks, which is where they were hosted. Oh. I was a VIP at the events. Um, mm. And it was like a fun thing. Right. Um, but like my biggest notes of it are, it's, a, it's way smaller, right? And mm-hmm. it is able to focus a lot more on like, the actual competition itself or like not turning it into like a nationwide spectacle, right? Right. Um, in fact, they even have something called the, uh, uh, I think the Hod- Hodgson Trophy. I can't remember how exactly they pronounced it, but um, it's basically like an award that they give to like people who play fair and like have the best team spirit, which <laughs> I would like to know. Sorry, this sounds like fifth grade color war. Like, no, 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 no. it's literally so cool. Um, I would like to note that Alaska has won it uh, from 2016 to 2018, as well as in 2010, as oh well as 2006 goodness. and 1990. So yeah, well, we got some great team spirit in Alaska. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, but no, it's it's really interesting that you have um, like the biggest note that I have for the Arctic Winter Games, right? is mm-hmm. they use existing infrastructure that is already in that place. They don't require the construction of these massive new facilities. They use what's right. there and make it work, right? So like we were mm-hmm. using a stadium that's um, used for all sorts of events in Fairbanks, right? Um, right. I think like me and my sister went to uh, Cirque du Soleil at it, which like the fact that they hosted <laughs> it there is baffling to me, but they did. Very. <laughs> um, but no, like you're able to host these things in places that are already accessible to the people who live there and right. usually have infrastructure built around them that you can then uh, have like tours and stuff come from. So like mm-hmm. Fairbanks in 2014 was really set up for that because Fairbanks is great with its tourism. Um, that was a weird way of saying tourism. Tourism? Tourism. tourism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. They were kind of built for that. So they had like the hotels and the shuttle buses and like they had all the stuff already in place. Um, mm-hmm. so, like the city didn't shut down during the games, which like yeah. during the Olympics, cities shut down. They're not able to operate because you have so many people coming in. You have so much infrastructure having to be like redirected. But no, mm-hmm. like, the Arctic Winter Games are able to like exist jointly with whatever is already going on. Um, yeah. And on top of that, they actually had. Um, I, I don't really know what to call it, but they had this, like, uh, showcase of these different, uh, like, groups performing traditional dances and all sorts of stuff, right? And right. it was 
much less of kind of how you would imagine something like competitive dancing would be at like the Olympics, right? And more so just like an admiration of these different native groups and like their cultures and histories and all these things. And I thought that was like Mm -hmm. so interesting because you get this like much greater insight into the actual games and competitors. And like, you see why all these people, like even though like half of them don't speak each other's languages, right? Like Uh they still are able to all collectively identify with each other through the collective having to deal with yeah and like appreciate not only the events but also just like the hell that is living the arctic circle (laughs) (laughs) you're able to have someone from like dead horse in alaska relate to someone from like a far northern crevice in greenland like it's really (laughs) interesting to be like that uh like i was having conversations with uh people from all across the world and it's so interesting because like even though it's just people in the uh, like Arctic Circle, that's still like all around. That's all sorts of different people. It was really fun, right? Um, and that's the thing. Like, it felt fun, and there wasn't like an extensive cost to Fairbanks for hosting it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to note that oh. Canada was supposed to host it in 2020, which really? they hosted it in 2018. Which like they have a lot of members from Canada, because Canada's split up into different uh, groups they're competing. Um, So you had Hay River in Fort Smith, which was 2018. And Uh then you were supposed to have Whitehorse in Canada, but that was, I mean, 2020. So they've delayed it now until 2022, which actually the games are every two years. So like, that's not really a delay. They're just doing their usual planning anyways, which like, again, it worked for them, right? They didn't didn't shove off the game and cost, you know, taxpayers $2 billion. but now, if that's where they're getting the money, yeah, mm-hmm. if that's where they're drug kingpins, wherever the Olympic Committee is getting their money. I, um, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, <laughs> okay, but imagine this the IOC is selling performance enhancing drugs to their own athletes in order to make a profit. <gasps> that would be insane. Somebody write the Wattpad. <laughs> <laughs> Not us starting. Con- this is going to lead to conspiracy three. We're going to issue yeah. another apology. Um, <laughs> but, anyways. The games are coming back to Alaska in 2024, or at least the United mm-hmm. States, which, like, you know, Alaska. Um, so right. I'm really curious where they're going to be hosted. But it's kind of sad because whenever it lines up like that, it gets overshadowed by the actual Olympics. So the 2024 Olympics are Paris. I want to say Paris. Um, yeah, because really? I'm going to be able. I'm going to go to the 2024 Olympics or boycott it. I'll have to decide then and there. But oh, because you're going to be in Germany. Yeah, I'm actually going to be about four hours away from Paris by train, which, like, that's kind of fun. I'm so envious of you. Come move in with me. I have a dorm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, now you have a dorm. So look at you. Yeah, and that that dorm cost me a lot. I'm still not recovered (laughs) from it. Uh, So that'll be fun. And I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm annoyed by the olympics because you have things like the arctic winter games that are able to showcase how the olympics could work and like how Mm -hmm. like streamlined and positive it is like you have this international melting pot where it's like all these different people from around the world are able to come together and be like oh like i can't believe that we have these same experiences like blah 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 but instead the olympics are like i i can't name a single benefit of the olympics can you like Maybe um, the nationalism, but nationalism the nationalism, really literally the nationalism. Thing. That's literally all I could think of. Uh, it was like t- today, right? I was at the mall and I was shopping. 
uh, which is like a very teen thing to say in America. Yeah. That's, I feel almost culture shock from me saying that. <laughs> but, oh my goodness. Yeah, I was at the mall shopping today and um, there's an Auntie Anne's, or like an Auntie Anne's, I don't know, however people pronounce that. Like, Auntie Annie's? Right? I say Annie's. Do you say Anne's? It's not for well, no Annie's. It, there's no I. Is it there? sounds right. Well, I know, but it sounds right. It's the place it's with Annie's. the pretzels. The place with the pretzels. Anyways, they have uh, like a deal with Coca-Cola. I don't know if Coca-Cola as a company owns that brand, which they probably do. <laughs> they probably do. But they actually had like an Olympic athlete. I don't know who it was, but um, an Olympic athlete. And she was holding up this like... Um, it was like the Olympic snack day pack or something. Like it's this bucket, right? Of pretzel bites. Like right. a gallon size bucket, like movie theater popcorn large. Like that would so cost you thirty dollars at a Regal Cinema. Um does Regal even exist anymore? I don't think it does. It no, might. honey. Not I don't know where you be going. Anyways. Well, it might. Anyways. Um but no, she's holding this, and then, like, a gallon of Coca-Cola, and it's, like, implied that it's supposed to be, like, a party pack, but, like, knowing Americans, that is meant for one person. Yeah. <laughs> and all I can think of was, like, I was looking for, like, 30 minutes after I saw that to try to find the calorie count, because I know it is easily, like, 4,000 calories. And, like, I, yeah. I find it so unethical <clears throat> that Olympic athletes endorse that sort of stuff. Like, even the vaping thing, right? That is... Right. I mean, good for her. Right, making making money. Yeah. Like, good for her, right? Getting them deals, securing that bag. But I don't think it's ethical or justifiable for an Olympic athlete to be endorsing something like, you know, vaping or, you know, right. four thousand calorie meals, especially during the obesity crisis that is going on in the US. Um <laughs> I just, and the vaping crisis. Like, both of those are separate crises. And it's just like I don't think that it's good to have like the peak of performance from your population going like yeah everyone else consume these things and like the implied thing is like one day you'll be like me but like you know that like she hasn't touched mm. coca-cola since the second grade <laughs> yeah if then yeah i don't know yeah, it's just it, it's weird right very um did you hear about um apparently some girl we went to high school is at the olympics with yeah, evidently there's a couple people. Um, and I was like, like I'm, I'm not at all shocked because a lot of Alaskans actually end up going to the Winter Olympics, which, like, not a yeah. shocker there. Uh, sometimes you end up like going summer. to like, the Summer Olympics, which, like, good for them. Yeah, um, swimming. Apparently we're having watch parties for it, which I didn't know. <laughs> to be real with you, I honestly looked at the, I took one look at that girl and I was like, I have never seen her in my life, but I am so happy that um somebody from our high school is at the olympics and see that's kind of how it felt back in the day during the arctic winter games because like you had your own neighbors and like friends at school actually being a part of it which like that is such a bizarre feeling where it's like i know those athletes like they are representing us but like i know them like you know oh. or it's like yeah. you see like michael phelps and you're like yeah he's a person i guess <laughs> that part's yeah um, which actually, that reminds me, uh, rolling back a couple years to maybe junior year of high school, 
Um, mm. It must have been. And we were in AP Lang. Right. And we had a discussion because sometimes we would get into these arguments in the class because the teacher would have this stack of cards that would be like random discussion topics that are going to start arguments. And then she would split the room in two and be like, people who agree go over here, people who disagree go over here, right? Oh, those are so much fun. They're so much fun because uh, me I mean, and ruining certain... friendships, but fun. <laughs> okay, but when you have the friendship like unite and like they're the soul survivors, that's what happened. Me and G-Man, <laughs> you know G-Man. Ah. Uh, as well as a certain Riley Gregg, who I have threatened to listen to these episodes, and yet I think mm. she does not. So she gets a reference here, even though she's probably not listening. You suck, but... Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> but no, so Much love. Please tell all, people about us. <laughs> all three of us ended up on the side of this argument, and it was, um, it was something about being able to outcompete people purely through practice and that like what you're born with doesn't innately tie you to like whether or not you can best other people right i can't remember exactly how it was phrased that was a convoluted sentence that i just said and it's kind of confusing right uh but basically it'd be like if you're born with no skill to do something and someone is born with like a natural talent for like piano right then like through right. practice on the piano you could become as good of a player as them right right which, like, everyone was agreeing with it. And I was like, no. And me and G-Man were like, no. And me and Riley Gregg were like, no. So all three of us ended up on our own little island on the opposite end of the room. Wow. And my example was Michael Phelps, which seems huh. weird, right? But right. He, is, he has a genetic predisposition to process, like, the proteins uh, that are in the body during extensive uh, exercise differently. Like, his actual okay. makeup is just slightly differently, or it's just slightly different that gives him a competitive edge, right? right? So my whole thing was, like, no matter if you swam day and night, 365, right, you're never right. going to be able to outpace Michael Phelps because he, on a genetic level, is able to do it at a more efficient rate, right? Right. And, like, half the class, actually, it wasn't even half the class, it was 22 people and then us three, Right. They all disagreed with that. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't think but that was wrong. Not... Because it's Michael Phelps. Like, you're not going to go up against my, like, Michael Phelps like that and win, right? I'm Man, not. what? If Michael Phelps was in the water, I would have just left at that point. Like, there's yeah, no like... reason for me to be there. <laughs> like, I'm competing for nothing. Like, there's nothing for me to win. Like, I don't, I think the most annoying one, right, was... Like, you have these people who are over there who, like, have these natural talents that, like, they don't give themselves credit for because, like, none of us do, right? And, right. like, they were, like, agreeing. And it's, like, I know for a fact I could never, despite how much practice I want to do, I could never, like, play guitar like this one girl could, right? right. And it's, like, I don't know if that's just a me thing. <laughs> I might just <laughs> not be, a, a, like, able to do certain things like that. But, right. like... I don't know. Because, like, I have seen people who have spent so much time working on something, and then, like, still someone else just picks it up the next day and is, like, done, right? Like, uh, people go into language programs like that. Like, someone will spend hours studying a foreign language, right? And they will put their heart, soul, and mind into that, right? And they'll make it, like, at their pace, but then someone else could just, like, pick a pick it up as, like, a hobby for a month and then suddenly, like, practically fluent, right? Yeah, those people And, like, me. 
<laughs> yeah. But like, Which I know is so bad, but I'm just like, I hate you. <laughs> like, please. But like, it's impressive at the same time, but at the same time, like, I could never do that. So you have a natural ability to do that. Like, if, like, I don't know. Like, if we were to have a competition to see, like, who learns French first, like, I ain't gonna win that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's not through a lack of trying. Like, that's the thing. People say, when you don't do that, that you aren't applying yourself, right? But, like, sometimes applying yourself isn't enough because it's outpaced you, right? Or, like, other right. people are just going to trample you and, like, you're just in the way being slow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, take it at your own pace. Like, you shouldn't... 100%. Again, you shouldn't compare yourself to other people, but what the hell are the Olympics for? <laughs> like, I... I'm not competing against Michael <laughs> Phelps because I can't swim like Michael Phelps and I never At will be all. able to. So he can have his little, like, blunt or whatever and relax because I am no threat to him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like, they're talking about, like, enhancement drugs and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, if they're taking straight steroids, yes, I understand. Take them out. But if this man wants to smoke a blunt after smoking somebody's butt in the relay let him do it like the man deserves it lord knows i'm not about to tell him what he's not about to do when he can literally run swim laps around me and probably i don't know kill a great white shark because he's adapt to the waters he's poseidon for all i know like tell the man to smoke his stuff force it on him (laughs) yeah But yeah, so the Olympics as a whole, uh, great idea, terrible execution. Um, I am curious though. Um, right, we have a sort of we have like a cycle of where the Olympics end up, right? So now, pretty soon, they're heading back to China. Um, and despite the fact that Biden is saying that he won't boycott it, I'm really curious to see if any of the athletes do. Oh. Like, that's that's something I'd never really considered before, right? But I... This is completely a tangent. I don't have any research to back this up, right? Right. But I feel like compared to... Like, if you have, like, a scientific endeavor or an engineering endeavor, most people involved in it are going to be on the side of facts and, like, science (laughs) which is their job like how um like people who were involved in combating covid and like creating the vaccines and everything most of those people are progressive or at least on the left right uh because like their jobs sort of require them to be because you can't just reject science because it disagrees with your internalized racism right um unfortunately (laughs) so sorry about that um, but when you have like something like sports, right? I know people who do sports and are horrifying because like when you do sports, you aren't as encouraged to be academic because you just need to have like that baseline. Like, oh, as long as you have like the minimum GPA, you're fine, right? You can get a mm-hmm. sports scholarship and be like barely passing your classes with C's. Uh, right. Which I don't 
like side note i don't think that's good to encourage i don't approve of that and yet that's like what school systems do and i think it's kind of like disgusting because it forces those students onto a path to just perform in sports and it ultimately ends up like people playing football to get cte that's a whole other thing anyways 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 Uh um but yeah, I'm curious, though, because as America continues to get increasingly divided on political boundaries, right, you have people who are very, very much for things and very, very much against things. And I'm curious what's going to happen with athletes of the future when it comes to things like performing in China. Because, like, we've had Olympic boycotts in the past from our athletes, um, which I think we talked about one of those cases that was... Uh, some black Olympians who were going against the policies of the United States at the time, which I think we talked about that one iconic photo, right? Right. Yeah. Like there is, yeah, like there's that history there, but I'm curious now to see if there's going to be a, (laughs) frankly, more historical moments. No, like a gentrification of those boycotts from like, all right, Olympians who want to like tear apart China. <laughs> like if that's I, what if I don't see one person with a Trump something, I, I I will be disappointed. Like it, I would be like, huh. I guess I should give people more credit than what I see, or like anything that's just anti something. Um, if I don't see one thing that's that, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very disappointed. So I'd be like, I, I expected better of y'all. Well, less than better, really. I do think it's interesting how the Olympic Games sort of, I don't know, it kind of encourages, sorry, I'm like, I'm trying to process how to say this. They encourage a complete, um, they encourage like an apoliticism amongst everyone involved, because the moment you say something political, it like knocks you out of like potential brand deals, or like it annoys other nations that have their athletes there, right? Right. And I wonder what the harm of that is. Because, yes, you have united all of these different groups, right? But, like, at right. what cost? Because you're having things like endorsing fascist police states, I will not mm-hmm. name. Or you are endorsing, like, what's going on in that nation. Where it's like, okay, you had them build an Olympic stadium and they have unhoused people who are starving, who, like, they could have put that money towards, right? Um, Cough, cough, Rio. (laughs) But, (laughs) I don't know. It's, like, it encourages a complete lack of development on the side of those countries because they are rewarded for not really doing anything. Right. As well as, like, the Olympic Games themselves are complacent in those things because, like, they actively encourage, like, not talking about things. But talking about things are the only ways to, like, actually get past it and to process what's going on like one of the biggest changes in america in recent history is for like the realization that racism exists <laughs> like <laughs> having wow it's like this so this is the thing right i cannot get over how i was walking in target the other day and i see this white soccer mom who's doing shopping for back to school right like literally mm-hmm. I, I picture her in my mind. She's like, she was there before. I think I manifested her into existence. <laughs> right. She's wearing the shirt that's like, love is love, Black Lives Matter. And all I could think of was like, I am astonished that like, you have support from like, 
like I could never see a woman like that being able to like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know what my point is here. <laughs> like, I can, I don't know. I'm so used to seeing the like angry white woman who is lashing out at black men and women with like phones and calling the police and, like on and on and on and on, right? And like, especially right. in Alaska. But to see one who's just like living her life, like it's not a statement. It's not like a, she's not outside with a sign protesting. She's just like, she's wearing a shirt. And like for her, that is, it didn't feel like a move for attention, which like usually that's how those things sort of feel, right? Mm-hmm. It was just like, I don't know, it was refreshing. And like, it's through those sorts of small acts that people have come aware where it's like, you don't get anywhere by just like yelling and screaming and becoming defensive, right? Right. Same like, people who actually are trying to get educated, you can't just like defend, 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 defend. <laughs> but it's just yeah. interesting to me that like you have people like that. And like I think a big part of that is through like also like once you get people talking, you get that conversation started. And throughout history, especially recent history, you have athletes who are sort of the focal point of those discussions because they are very visible and like their influence is very obvious because you have organizations like the Olympics that are like, don't say anything political, don't do anything political. And then you have someone do something political and like, then it's highlighted, you know? Uh, was that the end of it? Yeah, I don't know. That didn't oh, really I was like, like it paused at a weird spot, so I was like ready for the next part. I was like, yeah, like, yeah, go. <laughs> and just it kind of is like a weird spot to end on, but like, I don't. It's weird to me that athletes are encouraged to be apolitical, and then like people are shocked when they are political. But like, really thinking about it, like Colin Kaepernick, right? What right. he did in any other environment that wouldn't have been a massive scandal like it would have Mm -hmm. blended in more like people just sitting during the pledge people kneeling during the pledge like that happens all the time right right but i wonder to what extent like the vacuum created by organizations and sports organizations not wanting to have anything political like it set a stage for him to be able to do that and strike a national conversation right I think he knew right. that and like he used his voice right there to do that. And like, that is still, I remember debating that in eighth grade debate. And I remember being on the side that like, hell yes, he should be able to do that. And no, his uh-huh. like sponsor shouldn't be able to just deny him access to things just because he like, used, he used his first amendment right because he did. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird to me that the Olympics are, I mean, you have these pages and pages of controversies and like no one is allowed to say anything about it. So like, I how mean, do you, can, but I mean, you can, but like they don't because like there's this sort of aura of if you screw up at the Olympics, you're done. Like you may as well put in your hat. Like you are yeah. checked out of sports. You will never get to this peak again. Um, like that happened with, uh, Oh God, what was your name? Tanya Harding. Oh yeah, with the uh the girl in the knee and the yeah, and now that was weird. See, that was so weird, and like to me, that just sort of shows like once you screw, like if you fuck up in front of the Olympics, it's over. 
Um, Wait, did that actually? It happened at the Olympics. No, it was was in the uh, preparations for the Olympics. I think I don't know. We might. Oh my god! What if we just did an episode about Tanya Harding? (laughs) (laughs) I Tanya. (laughs) I Tanya too. Electric (laughs) Boogaloo. Um, I don't know. It's just it's weird. I think that the Olympics should use its international platform to make statements, and they don't, and it's kind of disappointing. I think that was yeah. my point. That was the point I was aiming Well, for. when they have that so many countries, I think they have so many countries there, and they're trying so hard to be, quote-unquote, neutral to everything that could be happening, um, that, like, they aren't thinking about, I don't know, other things they could be talking about or advocating for. So they're trying really hard to just do and be a bunch of things at the same time for sure uh, which is my opinion uh but they definitely are trying to walk on eggshells with everybody because they have so many countries there and not every country is gonna like every other country like especially with um all the different i guess wars and fight are like all these different things that have been happening like they're probably just trying to make it fun and well not fun, but you know, trying to make it as pain free as possible, but also still enough to where it gets everybody interested. Oh, for sure. Like, I don't think you would have the same perception that you do for the Olympics, where like you have Team USA like shirts everywhere, right? I don't right. think you would have that sort of thing if the Olympics were politicized. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, they are politicized, right? Because, like, they exist to unite a bunch of countries, which is hard, right? Like, the UN right. has realized that is a really tall task to, like, actually deal with. Mm-hmm. But in the case of the Olympics, like, you have... I mean, you're allowing nations that have human rights violations to compete and host the games. And, like... Right. And, like, when they do... Okay, well, first off, what country does not have at least one human rights violation? Like, just just, just give me one country that is perfect with no (laughs) human rights violation so I can move there, please. Seriously, I'm I'm just trying to think, like, I... There's no way that, like, Iceland has done anything, right? Like, Greenland? Do they have human rights violations? Probably. That sucks. Wait, didn't didn't the Irish, like, do something? Don't the Irish got some... I don't think you can win. (laughs) Yeah, there's like no, uh, even if I try, yeah, there's no country out there that's perfect, but still, like, I feel like there were some other countries we could have gone with first. For sure. Like, I feel like, I don't know, it feels like an honor to host the Olympics, and I feel like the United States does not earn that honor. (laughs) Especially not after the year, year, years we've been having with, um, yeah, what's his face, <laughs> um, Cheeto Puff in office. Like, I, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't ask us to host it either. I also would just like to note that I think it's really funny that the same people who complain about quote unquote globalism love the Olympics, and that to me has never stopped being funny. I'm We're like, telling you, the nationalism runs high. Like, it's able to just outweigh everything else. And, like, you get so many eyes watching it. And, like, that makes countries think that it's worth it. But, like, it's so clearly not. Like, especially for real. Like, losing $2 billion worth, that's just 
I still can't fathom that that amount of money. Yeah, the two the two billion part kind of surprised me. I was like, I don't, I, I couldn't think of one thing that's worth me losing that much money. I don't know. Oh, also, uh, completely unrelated. <laughs> like, literally, I could not get further away from <laughs> this uh, topic. The, the topic of the episode. Uh, but I was thinking about billions of dollars, right? And like, when you think billions of dollars, right. you think Jeff Bezos, which the tangent <gasps> about his yacht talking is about... so fresh in my mind. He just got launched to space a couple hours ago. <laughs> and he made it back. They said he made it back. Did they say he made it back? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Alive, unfortunately. Un- unfortunately. <laughs> I wish I would have gotten some dollars. Wait, no, I don't. I just ordered something from Amazon. The money, <laughs> the money I would pay to witness blue origins new shepherd just explode with him inside like oh my i would frame that on a okay wall. well let's not say that because i just ordered something off of amazon today so there's gonna be anthrax in your <laughs> package sorry for that no uh, it's, oh i don't know it's all of these it's billionaires that, that are like, like hiding each other to go to space completely like imagine being so rich that like you've done everything to the point where the only thing that could fascinate you would be going to space and again, that's why, like, all I can think of is, like, the uh, You Are Jeff Bezos thing that I mentioned last episode, where, like, people don't understand how much money that is and how many problems you could fix with his amount of money. And, like, it wouldn't even change his lifestyle at all, because there is no, at like, all. billionaire lifestyle, you know? Ugh. Man, but I'm telling you, Amazon, they get you good, man. They get you good. It's twenty billion dollars to end homelessness in the U.S. Um, oh, well, so I would like to know. That I would just like to say that it was only fourteen. It was only fourteen ninety nine for my for my case um, <laughs> that I that I just ordered. <laughs> Did you get it shipped with Prime? No, but it came in two days. I just got it today. <laughs> uh-huh. With just a note, though, with a twenty billion dollar price tag on ending homelessness. Um, you could skip out on the Olympics for one year and that would pay for it. Which that's... Uh, that's it? That's it. Dang. Think about that. Yeah. So, so we could have we been solved this issue. Like, decades ago. The cost to end world hunger can range anywhere from $7 billion to $265 billion per year. So... I mean, the well, Olympics like, could solve world hunger for three years if you just skipped out on it every year. Which actually, that's kind of perfect. Wow. If you redirected the money that's put towards the Olympics towards dealing with world hunger, you would actually solve it. Which that's ooh, yeah. If you, if you spent hurts. you know less money hiding the slums from you know regular people. How much money do you think Rio spent on those walls? Because <laughs> like, oh like the money to like design, to put it up, to secure them, to take them down. No, imagine, te- imagine telling somebody, hey, you know what I think we should do? We should hide all the poor people from the Olympics. Like, how do you even bring that up? And somebody's like, yeah, yeah, good idea, Jim. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Yeah. That's, oh my that's... god, they do have the, the price for how much they spend. Oh my goodness. They it's outrageous. 
45,000 euros. Oh, wait, no, that's is... pounds. That's pounds sterling. Hold on. I don't know. Wait, it's how British much is money. that? It's Monopoly dollars. Wait. So for us? That's Monopoly dollars for us? How much is that? Pound sterling. How the hell are you so... What the fuck is a pound sterling? There's different kinds of pounds? Okay. No. Like, a, a British sterling pound is, like, their currency. It's, like, the weird symbol that isn't a euro. It's not a euro. It's a pound. Is it the queen? It's, like, the, the coin. Yes, the coin. That's the British... Oh. That's British money. That is their monopoly money. Uh, it is $61,344 U.S., uh, to hide wow. the poor people? So imagine what would happen if you spent $61,000 on homeless people. Like, you could, like, you could give them food. Wait, wait, wait. Or, like, was it just the homeless? Food. Wait, was it just homeless people? Or was it, like, people who were, like, literally in a different tax bracket? Are we talking, like, literally homeless, homeless, like, it's, homeless it's people? It's, like, both. It's, like, slums. Like, poor, poor. Poor, 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 poor. Wow. Like, yeah, like imagine if the government had spent $61,000 on like actually uplifting those people who have like been fucked over by capitalism. Imagine. See, some countries are just shady as all get out. Like, was that even necessary? But, like, if we were yeah, driving the by they, it. They I... didn't even like say that it was actually like meant for that. They called it a quote unquote acoustic barrier. For the sound. <laughs> wow. A solid concrete wall. So that way you don't hear it. <laughs> That's. Wow. And I, I mean. The, the International Olympic Committee. Because of their role. They had to have approved that. Which means that every single like member nation. Of the International Olympic Committee. Approved of a barrier. To stop people from seeing how bad homelessness. And poverty is. In Rio. Which to me that like that speaks so much more than anything the Olympics could ever do, you know. Right. That's so yeah. Uh, in conclusion, yeah. I'm not sure if you have anything Ooh. else to add? Because uh, there are a lot of Olympic scandals between the beds and uh, the long history of racism that they don't seem to want to correct. Oh, uh, Ugh, that that would take a whole part too. Honestly, at this point, I'm kind of just like let the next two days pass and then see what what's about to be playing um on the first day with the little torch running and the everybody walking out i'm really excited to see all the countries walk out and the demonstration you know how the demonstration of um that Beijing does and like the arena and everything. I'm interested to see how they're going to play that out, especially since we're still in COVID and COVID is unfortunately still running rampant, which I am feeling harshly. Oh yeah. Audience between the oh, yeah. uh, last episode production. Now my lovely co-host has come down with the plague. <laughs> also known as the coronavirus. I, Two days after my lovely 18th birthday, I realized I was not feeling right and got a nice little testy test and found out that I have COVID-19 and I am currently quarantined at my grandparents' house. And they um, have a tarp up and they throw me things underneath the tarp and then yell aggressively to let me know that it is there. So... Yeah, it's if if this is not if this is not a sign 
for you to get vaccinated, please get vaccinated. If I was not vaccinated, I know I would be feeling so much worse than I am. Mind you, I feel like crap <laughs> and I feel horrible. And, but and like, I know. Thing, like, even if you get sick with COVID after getting a vaccination, like your body's able to fight it off better, which like reduces your chance of long-term complications as well as like even short-term ones. It's like, exactly. it's stupid. Like, go get vaccinated. <laughs> Like, I am so happy I'm vaccinated. Do I hate that I have this virus? A hundred percent. Would I like to not have it? A thousand percent. But am I happy that my mom and dad care about me very much to go have signed me up for a little vaccination? So happy. Like, if I did not have this vaccination, y'all, I... I don't even know what I would be. I would... It was bad enough to where I was singing praise songs, um... And I have the vaccine. Like, I'm telling you, go get vaccinated. It, it will help you and it will also prevent you from, well, try to prevent you from getting it. And if you do get it, it'll help you, you know, have a lower chance of dying or being in the hospital or all that other stuff. Worst case scenario. But yeah, go get vaccinated, guys. Fun little PSA from your crew at Berengia. <laughs> yeah. So, on that note, since apparently you can't remember how to do the outro or how to spell our freaking email correctly. <laughs> Sorry, my brain was like frozen <laughs> from the, the other email. I'm still not sure I want people to email us. <laughs> That's true. I'm not quite sure if I want to even say it. But, on that note, thank you for listening to Baron Chia Podcast. With uh, Dawson Zoles and Mac Ellis. Uh, if you'd like to email us, you know, concerns, questions, comments, or tell us that you think, you know, our guts suck, please email us at berengiapodcast at gmail.com. That is berengiapodcast at gmail.com. B E R I N G I A podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>